RadioInfluence.com. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. I can't believe it's Christmas time. Why are people putting up decorations so early? Hello, what's happening? Aren't you supposed to be jolly? Oh, yeah. For a whole month. What's going on? This is The Rock Stops here. We're going to go across the pond for my interview. Actually, I'm going to talk with someone that is from across the pond, but I spoke with this gentleman in a beautiful hotel here in Tampa Bay. Yeah, something a little bit different. Still kind of with my theme of those that have made it to the top. How did you make it to the top? Well, my guest is the top when it comes to fandom, a fan, and he's at the top. I'll explain. Uh, How you doing? Now, here we go. Hustle and bustle. Holiday season. You got to get presents for everybody that you know. Family especially. I mean, that's really it. Uh, My brothers and I just, long ago, we just, you know, we just, we will call each other, text each other, maybe a card here or there. That's about it. That's beautiful. That, that that's what I like. Uh, I Thanksgiving is always my favorite holiday. It really is, and I hope you had a good one. Just you know, being around a family. It, there's a whole story here. I'll tell you what what's, what goes down. My daughter is in cheerleading, Pop Warner, but it's competition time, and every Thanksgiving she has to leave on Thanksgiving to get to. Orlando, Uh, just, you know, you got to go with the flow. You got to go with the flow. But anyway, I got a lot of different things to hit you on. But why don't I just start with my guest? Normally, I know that's why you tune in. You know, who's he got? Who's he got today? All right. And I'll tell you how it all went down. Actually, through social media. That's how you that's how you book guests now. You know, David Cambridge. He is from Bucks, UK. He is from the United Kingdom. He traveled nine hours, nine hours plus to get here. Uh, there are some fans that are diehards. They love the NFL, and it is growing in popularity over across the pond. I'm telling you what. So with, instead of me telling you about it, why don't I bring in David Cambridge from Bucks UK? These guys have been in existence for a long time when the Bucks were really, really bad. And it was so interesting when they started their fan group, they were like, they'd watch games that were like a week old. There was no internet. They got a group together and it was mainly to like give each other information. Now it's about the camaraderie, but this is one of the tops when it comes to a fan, a sports fan and why David Cambridge and his buddies and friends love the NFL and specifically the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so much. So without further ado, in a beautiful hotel room, well, not in a hotel room, in the lobby, my guest, David Cambridge of Bucks UK. All right, something a little bit different now. I mean, when I interview my guest on the Rock Stops here, it is how did you make it to the top? And of course, I've had NFL players, coaches, MLB, NHL. This one is a fan that has made it to the top because he is from the UK and he 
There's no bigger fan, I would think, with the NFL and the Bucks. And David Cambridge is my guest. David, how are you? Welcome back to the United States. Hi, I'm great. Thanks very much for having me on. Um, it's a real pleasure to be here, and it's an absolute honour to be able to get back in Tampa speaking with you today. So thanks for having me here. All right, so let's just, you know, we're hearing your accent. We know you're from the UK, and, you know, when I went on and looked and seeing the sports that are the most popular in the UK, number one, it's football, which we call soccer. You've got cricket. You go down the list. How the heck did you get... Get this passion living in the UK for the NFL and specifically the Buccaneers, David. Well, so in the early 80s, NFL started to get um, covered on our terrestrial television. So we'd have a, um, a game shown every Sunday night, but that would be a week afterwards. So we were always a week behind um, following NFL, which was absolutely crazy. Um, and the more you got into it and trying to keep up with live information, obviously years before, sort of internet and sure. update news, it was uh, trying to hear a very crackly um, world service Updates and these armed forces radio. Um, you'd be able to try and get live coverage of games over the radio, which was really difficult, but you'd follow that. And so, yeah, so there was a start of really following NFL in the UK was from sort of the early 80s once it's got televised. And then actually to become a Bucks fan, um, it's probably like most Bucks fans from the UK over here. Their first experience um, was coming over to Orlando for the Disney vacation. Um, oh. You're over there and naturally the nearest uh, game to go and see from NFL is Tampa down the road. So that's exactly what I did with my family when we were over here. We got, got tickets for the game, travelled down to the old sombrero and uh, watched the game there and that's really where I first started and from then on I was hooked following the Buccaneers. Now okay there you go Disney once again uh, comes through very interesting but living in the UK like wh- how how did you like why were you trying to f- scrackly and trying to watch the broadcast and wh- where did this come from like did you see it on, on TV yeah just fully on TV and it was a, a new refreshing sport for us obviously American football's been around a long time, but it wasn't something that was really followed in the UK, and it was great. There was something fresh. It was different from rugby, which had a sort of very stereotype of upper-class followings, um, and then the soccer as well. Right. Um, I'm a huge soccer follower as well, but it was just something that was different and something to get involved in, and I think um, it takes a lot of patience to understand the game. and. Right the um, tactics around it and the play calling. Um, so it's something that actually that is really worth getting involved in and learning a lot more about the sport to really enjoy it. Now, when you first were probably with your buddies or saying, hey, you know, we, we watching the NFL, you following the Bucks, they must be like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Were there more people that were coming on board? Were there family members that liked it? It was, you know? No, it, it was very much sort of uh, individuals. I mean, there was some... NFL magazines that were circulating in the UK, um, UK ones, uh, again, picking up information. And from that, you we got details. And uh, the Bucks UK fan club, which I helped run now, was already in place when I first started picking it up. And there was, I saw an advert in the NFL magazine for it signed up. And very much at that time, the whole purpose of the fan club and things then was actually about finding out news and giving you news information about what was happening with the Bucks, what was the scores, who was the players, who was involved. Because 
we just didn't have access to that before, you know. I see. You'd get the one game on the Sunday, which could be absolutely any game going that weekend. It was never just the Buccaneers, you know. So, you know, we were following the likes of... John Riggins, Dan Marino and all that. It was difficult to actually follow a team because you didn't have that consistency of information. So, you know, we relied on information really through the press at that time. Boy, you are such a fan. Like, there, I don't even know if fans here in the United States are that passionate to actually have to go through all that just to find information and to be into it. And now, Bucks UK, YouTube, you can see Zoom interviews. Yeah. You're, you're, you're. It's, it's a different world now and I think that's what's really great about the Bugs UK fan club before it was about information and gathering news and updates everybody's got access to that instantly now through Twitter, all the social media and the whole focus of our fan club has totally changed about being a fan community so we share the experience and the joys of the game. So we run sort of competi- competitions for all of our members every week. When it gets to game day, um, so we'll all have game pass up on watching the, the live yeah. game on the TV. Yeah. We'll have another TV with Red Zone on. We'll have um, our computers open and we have a live <laughs> forum where everyone's posting during the games when, you know, we have a fumble or an interception or touchdown. Everyone's sort of cheering together as a community online. Um, you know, for a typical game, we've had so many prime time TV games as a Bucks <laughs> fan in the last couple of years. And for us, prime time starts about half past 1 a.m. in the morning. Oh, yeah, because so, of the hours difference. Yeah. And we'll still have 30, 40, 50 of our members online, all there. You know, we'll have, you know, best part of eight, 900 posts during the game of us all just sharing our emotions um, on there. And it is just actually such a joy for all of us UK fans to just be sharing That's the awesome. love together. That's it's awesome. absolutely amazing. And so it's really much more about the community. And that's how, you know, I'm out here with a bunch of Bucks fans this weekend, the minute that the... Um, restrictions got down we could all fly we're all there sharing what games are we going to organising our trips you know in a day we've all booked our flights over for the Giants game which is the first ability we get to get over to Tampa to watch a game gotcha now how has overall has different countries it seems like just with the internet and like when you first would come over here with your family and going to Disney, it almost seems like the world is getting smaller and the more things are similar. Do you find that over the years since you've been coming over here to the States, David? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and again, you see that back in the UK with the London International Games now that you get, they're actually sold out. You know, it's so difficult for fans to get tickets. They're sold out within seconds of the games in being seconds. released. Oh, yeah. You know, within, a, you know, within an hour, Yours, you can't get tickets for those international series games wow. and it doesn't matter what franchise is playing in those games the whole stadium will be full with 32 different teams worth of fans um, they're just an amazing event you know and even when the Buccaneers we've had three games in London now yeah. thankfully we were able to work with the NFL and Bucks directly to get our tickets which has just been amazing for those games so we've had blocks of tickets for all of our members but the actual fight to try and get older tickets for those games is immense now when the Bucks won it all when they won it all I just went on the other day doing my homework knowing I was going to interview you I saw that show the Bucks UK the UK show oh my god you had so many that were on 
What was that feeling like, man? Did you feel like you were almost here with the Bucks? It like? was incredible. It was just amazing. The whole Super Bowl experience, not just the day, but all the way through the playoffs. It was building up and building up and building up. Um, and again, just... It was just a fantastic. The, the real disappointment about the whole thing is we couldn't be here. Yeah. Um, you know, having followed the Bucks and been to about as far as 70 games, I think, NFL games I've been to. You said 7-0-70? 7-0, yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm probably nowhere near some of the guys in the club have been to a lot more than that. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, we do a lot of travelling to come over the pond. It's not just a one-off event. I mean, we'll do it two or three times a season at least, and that won't be for just a single game quite often. It'll be for multiple games. And so to have probably the greatest Buccaneers season ever um, and with Tom Brady and everything there and not being able to actually be here in Tampa was uh, yeah. well, a bit heartbreaking, but absolutely just it was still an amazing time and we absolutely loved it all the way through from the build-up, the game. As you say, we were uh, we had a, a fan screen where a lot of our fans were uh, being shown live on the UK TV network during the game live, which was great. Um, and then all the way through afterwards as well, we, whilst the game finished for us about uh, four in the morning, we were all still online on the community having a live Zoom with all our members to about seven in the morning. Obviously, nobody went to work the next day after that one. Um, and then even following through, we were all watching the, the boat parade live on our TV screens. Really? Um, yeah, so, you know, as it's happening, we're all watching it live through the, the coverage on our TVs. I mean, we were, we were a crazy bunch of followers. I, I, I just love it. Did you guys see, or was it later when you saw the Brady throwing Oh, we the, were there uh, seeing it live coverage the, on the TV. Yeah, throwing yeah. it to... Yeah, yeah, so. One other thing you were just telling me before we started uh, the broadcast here that some of these fans, your your Bucks UK, they make quite a trip of this. What after now we're taping this right here the day before the Giants game. Some are not flying back yet, are they? No, they're not. Um, they're uh, they're here for the game on Monday night and then they're staying and then on Wednesday they're all in the car and they're all driving up to Indianapolis for the game up oh there. Oh so, my uh, God. Yeah, so they're, they're taking her in. So that'd be that'd be cool for them. Unfortunately, I've got to go back. I've got work commitments, but I'm looking to be back in a few weeks' time uh, just before Christmas and hopefully New Year at the Jets game as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, listen, David, I can't thank you enough. And your passion, I mean, I'm assuming this isn't going to go away anytime soon, David. We're going to be seeing you here in the States, specifically Tampa Bay. I would I would assume down the road, don't you think, David? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, we're really pushing now. We're getting to the high point of the season. We want to go on another run like we did last year. Um, and hopefully let's uh, all get back for the playoffs and another Super Bowl. We really want to be there this time. Oh, that's great. It's in L.A. All right, David. Thank you so much. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for having me on. All right, so I got to tell you how it all went down. I right, thank you, David. Very nice gentleman. What I noticed, I watched their YouTube shows. I listened to a lot of members of their fan club. They seem to be more polite than most of us Americans fans. Like fan groups that are here, they just seem nicer over there. That, that's my impression. Now, I am going to tell you a story. I, I think I mentioned it last week about a, son, a father and son that were playing baseball on the road on a cul-de-sac. I think I did. If I didn't, I'll explain. And my wife hates when I generalize. She hates that. 
And we almost got it. We got into a little bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit of a little bit, a little bit of an argument over it. And so I don't, I shouldn't generalize. Here I go again. American fans, fan groups here, a lot of cursing, a lot of cockiness, and they just don't seem to be like that with Bucks UK. But when it comes to the hooligans and all that with soccer or what they call football there, their football, you know, they can't even tailgate. So, but with, okay. So let me explain. So David Cambridge. So I know that they have a big fan group. So I'm like, you know what? And I was looking for something a little bit different. I still have a couple. I've got a, a former major league baseball player, which got a great story that's coming up. I got a, I got a couple of good guests that are in the can, but I want to make sure I got David. He was playing this week, you know, cause I just sat with down with him a couple of days ago. And so I saw his YouTube thing. I know that Bucks UK is really, really big. And I'm like, you know what? That would be kind of interesting. And I'm watching, I'm watching their shows and feeds. I'm like, I mean, he seems like a good dude. Let me, let, let me reach out on Twitter. Boom. Sure. Yeah. Boom. We're here. Okay. All right. Would you like to do? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Where are you guys staying? Tampa? I'm assuming you're in Tampa. Now I'm over on the Pinellas side, but I go, I go wherever my guests are. I don't want to put them out at all. That's what I do. I go, I go, I got my two microphones, my zoom recorder, my headphones, and I just go. And so he's like, well, I'm staying at this down near the McDill. It's a McDill Air Force Base. That's south of what they call this Gandy Boulevard. But a bunch of the Bucks UK are staying at this Hilton, Hilton West Shore in Tampa. Um, we want to do it there. I said, beautiful. Let's do it there. All right. We'll do it there. Blah, 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 whatever time it is. 11 o'clock, 1030, 10 o'clock, 1030. I think it was. Okay, great. Boom. See you then. Boom. Tampa, Hilton, West Shore. Now, West Shore is a district near the airport, not far from Raymond James Stadium. I know Tampa, West Shore, pretty good. You know, I've been living here now for 25 years in the Tampa Bay area, you know, and I've been out in the field the whole time. I mean, I, I cruise around. I put so many miles on my cars. It's amazing compared to my friends. And that's another story. I, and that's another story. There's a used car shortage right now in America. But anyway. So, okay, we set it up. Beautiful. So I was heading to downtown Tampa and I was on 275 and I looked over and I thought that I saw a Hilton and I'm like, okay, well, West Shore. Okay. I'm, you know, and there's a bunch of hotels in the Tampa West Shore district. I'll figure it out. I know where West Shore Boulevard is. I know where Kennedy is. I, I don't have to Google a maps that one. So this was on a like Saturday where I went or Friday or Saturday. I went to Amelie Arena. I interviewed Bobby the Chief Taylor. I played him last week. He's a lightning analyst in a nice, uh, the cigar bar uh, there at Amelie Arena. Blah, 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 blah. So I saw that Bumaha tomorrow. So I get up on Sunday. That's when I interviewed him. Yeah, because the Bucks were playing on Monday night. So I get, to, I get up on Sunday. Boom. I just start heading over there. I figure, you know, eh, let me get there a little bit early. So, you know, whatever, you know, it takes about a half hour. Eh, I'll leave 50 minutes, you know, almost an hour. I got time. I'm driving over there, driving over there. Okay, now, boom, I'm on West Shore. I'm on West Shore, Kennedy. All right, let me just see. Is it near uh-huh, like here? No, there's a couple of hotels right here. You know, you know what? Where is actually the Hilton West Shore? And it didn't ring a bell. I know that there's a bunch of hotels. You know, no, no. Let me pull over. Let me let me use my phone, internet. Tampa, 
West Shore Hilton. I Google Tampa West Shore Airport Hilton comes up. I'm like, oh, airport. Oh, it's at the stinking airport. So now it's getting close to when I'm supposed to meet David Cambridge. And as I get older, I am hardly ever late. I would rather be early. I don't like that. Like, oh, I'm rushing. I'm rushing. Like I used to do that all the time when I was young. Oh, it's 35 minutes. Eh, I get there right on time. Blah, blah, blah. Eh, I don't like doing that anymore. Like I like to be earlier. I don't like that feeling of like, oh, oh, I'm rushing. I'm rushing. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. Well, here it is. It's getting a little close and I timed it like, mm, all right, well, I'm still like 10, 10 minutes, you know, to go. I'm right here in West Shore. Okay. Okay. And it says airport. And then I even hit, hit, hit it. And one of the, the description of the hotel is for an airport hotel, like they have a nice pool and this and that for an airport hotel. And I thought, oh, it's definitely at the airport. Really? Is it the Hilton? So I get back out and it's called Boy Scout Road. I start driving over there to the airport. I'm going to be at the airport the next day, dropping off my wife and daughter. They were going to Georgia, uh, Atlanta. And uh, I, I, you know, it's red or blue departing or, and I'm looking, looking, looking at airport, 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 red Marriott. Yeah, that's a dang Marriott. There's no Hilton over here. It said Hilton West Shore Airport. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm actually going to be late. And this gentleman Flew over nine hours <laughs> from, from, from I, I'm assuming he was Heathrow, but he flew nine hours to get here and I'm going to be late and I live in the, the area. So now I got to pull over and I'm like, airport, it says airport. What, David, and I didn't want to say, David, David, airport? He goes, no, it's over by the old Leroy Selman's. That's just where I had been. And then, and that's near now they have this restaurant called Fleming's. If you're not from Tampa Bay area, I don't want to get too detailed in it. But I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The Hilton. Yes. That's right. Walking distance where for the last two years I've done a radio show in a studio in an office building. <laughs> <laughs> right next to it. I can actually see it from the window. I've gone in there. I've used the bathroom. I've, when I've gotten out of the radio station, I did a year with this Martin Gramatica who used to kick for the Buccaneers. Of course, that's the Hilton. That's it. You gotta be kidding me. Well, how did I not know that? So I pull in, I gotta be 15 minutes late and I go in there and the Bucks UK group is sitting in uh, right in the lobby, all smiling no problem. David with a big smile on his face. And they even gave me two patches, Bucks UK, that I could put, one I put on my bag that I brought to the Bucks. It was coming off. I got it on my laptop right now. And they couldn't have been nicer. And I just found it funny. And I'm like, David, you came from the UK and I live here in Tampa. And I had to ask you for directions where, and because they're so familiar. They've been over here many times and they just know their way around. And he was like, and he even said, I, I'll come to you. I go wherever. It's no big deal. Isn't it something? And I also find it fascinating that fans from outside of the United States can be so interested in what we have going on here in the States. It's like that for music. It's like that for sports. Like, okay, when we flew to Japan, Tokyo, Japan, years ago, to cover the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. They were opening up the season. 
and both teams both played uh, the Hanshin Tigers, Japanese professional team, the Yakamori Giants. They're very popular over there. And then they had two games amongst each other uh, to open up the baseball season. That was weird. They started the regular season in Tokyo and then flew back here and then they played a couple of uh, spring training games and then played the regular season, whatever. But I was just so blown away, and I thought about that when I was I interviewed David. I also interviewed Phil Jones, who was the president. Very interesting guy. I sat down with him. He's going to be an upcoming podcast. He's been over here 71 times, 71. And I'm like, oh, my God, you flew over nine yards, nine hours. He's like, it's no big deal. No big deal, man, you know, no big deal. And uh, I, 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 so when we went over to Japan, I've told the story before, but I could not believe it. The Yankees are the Yankees. They're a brand. They're like the Cowboys, the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? Well, the Devil Rays were uh, not popular. They're not popular. They weren't popular here. Lupinella had just taken it over, and I was hoping he was going to be able to try to turn it around, but they had the low payroll and all that. Stuff. This is before Joe Madden. This is before the Rays were able to do what they did. They, they, they were the Devil Rays. Nobody would go to the games at Tropicana Field. There's not much interest with the Devil Rays in the United States at all. And we fly over there and we get to the team hotel and it's two o'clock in the morning or one o'clock in the morning. And there are hundreds of fans outside with Japanese fans with signs. They knew the players by name. They had pictures of the players. Oh my God. The next day we go to the Tokyo Dome and it's a practice it was a practice for the Yankees. It was a practice for the Devil Rays. There were 40,000 fans, mostly high, mostly little leaguers, Japanese little leaguers, dressed in their uniforms like we did back when I played, back in the old days. Like, And they had a video. We were waiting to go inside the Tokyo Dome. They had a video on a big board outside the Tokyo Dome, and they were showing Raymond, the mascot, running down the steps at Tropicana Field, Nobody in the stands in St. Petersburg, Florida, like no interest, 7,000 fans. And all these Japanese fans are staring and they knew all the rays. They knew Raymond, the mascot. And I'm in Japan. I'm in Tokyo, Japan. There's more interest here in, in with Japanese fans on the rays than there is in St. Pete, in Clearwater, in Largo, in Tampa and Wesley Chapel, Florida. Then it's just, it really, it just blew me away. And talking to these fans and another little story too. So David Cambridge and his group, he was like, Oh, we're going to go to the lightning game tonight. And I'm like, Oh, you follow the lightning. You know, the lightning. Yeah. We're going to go to the lightning game. And I go, Oh, I didn't know that they had guys. Like, oh, wait, do you experience it? The fan experience is great. We know we've been there before. I'm like, Oh my God. So I interviewed David, and then he, I, I, we, we walked back to the center lobby of the hotel. We were over in like a bar area. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. Nobody was around. It was real nice. Nobody bothering you. You can't record here. What are you doing here? No, it was great. Great. I love that. Victory. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you're always getting kicked out? What are you doing? You got a credential? Oh, did you get approval from the head end? What kind of what kind of show is this? Oh, that happens all the time. Because I'm in the field. I'm not in the studio. I'm in the field. I've done some of these podcasts standing up in parking lots. I've done a couple of them in my car. I've done them over underneath an overhang over near a thing here. You'd be surprised. I I love it though. I love it. 
But uh, uh, what the heck was I talking about? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So we go back, and then Phil Jones, nice gentleman, and I said, I'd like to interview you, Phil. Come on my podcast here. Okay, great. So he's got a great perspective, great stories. And when we come back to the group, a gentleman on Bucks UK has a lightning jersey on, and his uh, lady, I'm assuming it's his wife, I don't know, uh, she's got a lightning jersey, and I mean, it's the current, Lightning jersey it isn't like an old schooler or they bought it like, you know, 10, 15 years ago. It's new. Those things are expensive. And I'm like, look at this. And it was only like noon and they already, and the game isn't until much, much later. They already got their stuff on. They're ready to go. And then they were going to go to, I think they were going to a pub for a pregame and going to the lightning. And I'm like, man, they don't mess around. And again, I don't want to give it all away, but some of these bucks, UK fans, we're staying in Tampa for a couple of days and then driving to Indianapolis, Indiana to see the Bucks play the Indianapolis Colts. And then there were a couple that were going to go to Atlanta and see the Buccaneers play in Atlanta and then fly back across the pond. I'm telling you what, and not only that, that's expensive. You stay in the United States. You're staying three weeks, three and a half weeks. Hotel, the food, the beer, the booze, the rental cars, the because rental car prices. It's just amazing. It was just amazing. So it's a little bit different from what I've been doing, but I'm just trying to bring you, a few, you know, some different stuff. You know, life's all about that, man. I really appreciate that. All right. Now, I wanted to mention... I believe I do have Anheuser's, so I will forget stuff. All the years that I've drank, drank Budweiser beers, I've got Anheuser's. I will forget some things. Did I tell you on the last podcast? I think that I did. But what I'm leading up to is Emily, my wife, hates when I generalize. So I went for a walk with our dog in the neighborhood and went to the next street over. I got woods behind me, which I love. I think it's from a kid where I used to go to my friend's house, John Shake Wooden, and there was woods in the back. Because where we lived, there was no woods. Dover, New Jersey, there were no woods. The yards were small, no woods. And I just loved the woods. Being able to go to a pond, walking in the woods, I just love it. And I got woods behind my house. Oh, my God. Emily, please, don't be, we should move. Please, please, please. But you got to go. Happy wife, happy life. But anyway, uh, so... I told her this story when I was walking our dog, Macy, that I was walking her and we came upon a cul-de-sac and there was a father that was playing catch with his son. They both had mitts, a hard ball. He actually had a screen where the ball was bouncing back. And I yelled out to him, you know, I was like, hey, you're the first guy I've seen, first father and son, man, at least 10 years or about 20 years, you know, that's actually playing catch. He goes, isn't it refreshing? And the kid goes, my dad played in the minors. I said, oh, that's great. That's great. So when I told that story to my wife, she's like, it turned, I, it was just a good story. How's this turning into, she's like, oh, oh, so what do you mean? Don't, don't generalize that like fathers and sons don't play catch in, in the road. When's the last time? 
Uh, okay, okay. You tell me. You tell me the last 10 years when you've had to stop your car when you're driving down the street where there's kids or father and son with a mitts, baseball mitts and a baseball. If it's not a scheduled practice where the parents are dropping off the kids and then picking them up or it's travel ball, they, they're not doing this in the street. Like, I just haven't seen it. I'm like, Evan, when's the last time you've seen that? She goes, oh, when's the last? Oh, you, you drive on local streets? Huh. I had 118,000 miles on my car. You know, there was a 2014. Yeah, I'm driving all the time. Whoa, whoa, do you drive in cul-de-sacs? Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Do you, Emily, I'm just telling you. Don't. Why do you, why do you think that all, everybody's like that, like, it just drives me crazy. Am I wrong? Am I wrong, guys? Isn't it like wasn't it different? And I'm trying not I'm just saying times are different. I'm not criticizing the way it is right now. Just things are so different. You know, like um that's all I'm saying. You know, I'm not being that I'm truly trying not to be that get off my lawn guy. Times are different. But it just seems to me that if not, it's not a scheduled practice that the kids on their own, or if they're not going and to get personalized training with their coach and they get their spin rate going and their exit velocity off their bat. And if it's not videotaped, you know what I mean? It's just not the way it was when I was a kid. It's just different. It's just different. What also is different is, is it me? Is it because it was down here in Florida? Was it because we had COVID that we've been dealing with for so long that we're just dying for positive, like the Christmas holiday season? It just seemed to me like this year, there was a lot more people putting up their Christmas decorations earlier it used to be you wouldn't put them up or your tree until after Thanksgiving. And I just noticed it a lot. And I mentioned that to, I went into a friend's house and his wife and they were decorating and thank God these last couple of days, it's actually turned cool and kind of for us like, Oh, sixties and that, Ooh, or if it could hit 50 at night, Ooh, but for us, I, I just welcome that. And then it feels a little bit more like the holiday season. But last week, I mean, it was 82 and it was humid and the air conditioning still had to be on. And I went into a buddy's house and all the decorated trees up. They just finished decorating. And I was like, I went outside and I was sweating. I was just like, Ugh. but I, you know, and I, I saw another friend on Facebook. Oh yeah, there you go. I'm going off of Facebook. And she had all her tree, her family, like everything was decorated two weeks ago. And she's like, I have to, once Thanksgiving, you know, people come over, I want to have everything uh, decorated. But I, I'm not used to that. But again, things are changing. You got to adapt, you know. Uh, the other thing is my daughter was in a cheerleading competition, another one, in the Orlando area. Boy, it's a money maker, man. Money maker. Now, this one I didn't make because it was going to be my daughter, her best friend, her bestie, and then my wife, and then the bestie's mom, and the bestie's mom, who is older but just had another baby, so there's a little one-year-old little baby girl, 
being pushed around in a stroller. And they were all staying in one room because it's expensive. You go over there, man, with everything and the food, what it costs to get in. And uh, everything's expensive. And so they were just doing one. So I, I passed on this one. You know, I, I just couldn't with, 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 with the baby and the mother and, and uh, the kid. You know, I, uh, that's a girl's that's a girl's day weekend out. And then she said to me, she said, OK, well, there's a stream. You know, you can watch the, the girl's performance. And the, the whole routine is only like two minutes. And uh, sure, I'd love to see it, of course, because I'm at practices besides the Pop Warner games and the competitions. Like I said, most of the practices I even make, I love it. I'm not complaining. I love it. I love it. I love seeing what she's doing or something that my son Hunter, what he's doing. And uh, I, I enjoy it. But this one I passed on. I said, sure, I'll see the stream. She looked it up. You know how, Do you know how much they're charging for the stream? 35 bucks. 35 bucks? Damn, I might be able to get Jake Paul fight for that or, you know, an NFL game for less than that. Thirty five dollars for the stream. Oh, my. Talk about a moneymaker. So she said, I'll just do a zoom and I'll see if I can shoot it because they usually make the announcement. There is no video or pictures yet because they want you to buy that thing. So anyway, anyway, but just things again, things again are a little bit different. Um, what else do I got? Oh, I have, I have applied for credentials for the Jake Paul, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury fight. I'm all over this one. There are some friends that I have or media members that cover boxing. They cannot stand this Jake Paul thing. I'm all, I'm like, this is America, man. You know, like I told you before, Hey, if he can get people to buy and watch it, or they want to see him lose or the YouTube until he loses. So anyway, I want to cover it, but it's so funny where I am now, my status, like, I don't know if I'm going to be approved. Uh, we'll see my, my, my boss at this Tampa free press. No problem. He has been great to me, but it's, it's a small little upstart web thing, Tampa Free Press, and you know, it used to be easy for me to get credentials. We'll see. And it's a big time firm. I believe they're out of New York. This this is going to be a, uh, that's handling the, the whole media. I'm like, look at this, Jake Paul. I think he's he's either my son's age or he's younger than my son. Jake freaking Paul. I might not get approved to cover this thing. I have covered Super Bowls, World Series. I've sat down with Michael Jordan, <laughs> Sly Stallone, Brad Pitt. Uh, I, you name it. And isn't this something I might get rejected for Jake Paul, Jake Paul, you know, but Hey man, it's where you are now. So hopefully I will. And if I can, I will bring you all because it's going to be a show and you know, and it's in Tampa at Amelie arena. It's in our, my backyard. So gosh, dang it. I hope that I'm able to do that. I'm also debating because it's going to be out of my own pocket to try to get over to the Super Bowl week in, but it's in Los Angeles. So you can imagine how expensive this thing is going to be, but I love to cover the Super Bowl and Super Bowl week. It's not so much the game. The game is great, but it's the week leading up to it. So I'll let you know. I hope so. I really hope so. There's that, or there's this Jericho Cruz. You know who Chris Jericho is? I'm a huge fan of him. I I sat down with him a 
couple of years ago. And a, my wife was also at an event where he was at because my wife's friend knows Chris Jericho's wife and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Jericho's great. Jericho, everything Jericho touches is gold. He's he's incredible, man. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is... He's got a podcast that's off the charts. So successful. Um, he's a lead singer in a group called Fozzy, Hard Rock, and they're on top of the charts. He's all over the world with his... He's the lead singer, a showman. Of course, wrestling, he's a Hall of Famer. WWE and now AEW, he helped start that thing, this Tony Khan. Successful at that. He's done YouTube things. He's got a couple of different other podcasts. And he's down to earth. There's one or two things that he has done that, that nobody's like doesn't want publicity on that I've knew about that he's just a really, really good dude. And a couple of years ago, there was a... I was at Bay News 9. I had a little bit more status at the time. And there was an opening of a gym. And Tebow was supposed to be there. Tebow was still playing in the NFL. He had just been traded or picked up by the New York Jets. And there was... A, there was it was his name was in the news and he didn't so he didn't show on that day. His brother had called and he wasn't going to make it. Chris Jericho was there. There might have been one other A list celebrity. It was a training facility. It, the training facility was is actually located right next to Carol Baskin's Big Cat Rescue. You know Tiger King that movie, uh, that documentary, that docu series on uh, Netflix, and now there's a second one. Carol Baskin. My wife, Emily, interviewed Carol Baskin during that whole thing about did she kill her husband or not. And uh, But it wasn't about that. It was another story. I, I've, I've seen the video. I was like, Emily, you had no idea during that time there was just all this controversy about Carol Baskin. When you interviewed her, look at it. And she showed me the video. Because my wife, my, if you didn't know, my wife used to be in local uh, TV. She was a TV uh, news reporter. Um, but this training indoor training facility that was opening. And at the time it was state of the art and they had a grand opening. They wanted publicity. We, we got invited. And I'm like, sure. Did Jericho's there? Did you sit down with Chris Jericho? Oh yeah. So it was on a Saturday. I'll never forget. It's, it's located right next to the entrance of big cat rescue with Carol Baskin. Yes. I, I had no idea. I toured that Carol. I toured big cat rescue with Chris Sims one time he had a bucket. He had his jersey on. I had my son with me. Hunter was real little, and we did a we did a, we did something or a story with Chris about that. And he was when Chris Sims was a quarterback with the Buccaneers. He was doing some work with and charity for Big Cat Rescue, and I got invited. I brought Hunter along. It was like on a Saturday. I used to have Hunter every other week, and I had Hunter with me. I'm like, Hunter, come on. We're going to this place where you're going to see some lions and tigers and big cat rescue. And we walked that whole day with Chris Sims. Then I did an interview with him. I had no idea of all that might have been going on behind the scenes at Big Cat Rescue. Isn't that funny? But anyway, I sat down with Jericho, and they had a PR guy there, and I I only started I I interviewed him for about, like three minutes maybe. And the PR guy said, Hey, he's got other things to do. like, wrap it up, wrap it up. And Jericho was so cool. 
being in the media and being so savvy, he even looked at me and I, I said, oh, okay. And I usually do follow directions. If the PR guy says, come on, wrap it up. You know what? I always follow directions. I don't know if the, I do what it's told. I never, maybe it's from my Catholic school upbringing. That's what my wife thinks. But I finished the interview quick. I asked him one more thing. And even Jericho, he looked over and he goes, don't you need more than that? Like I knew, I want to ask about Vince and get on. And I said, no, nah, well, the guy just said, you're busy or keep this moving. You're going to do more stuff. And he's like, all right, cool. Well, what I did was I spliced together. I came back. I used a YouTube clip of Fozzie, his band. I took something off the internet of him wrestling and did like what they call nat sound, natural sound full. So I made the whole piece to about five and a half minutes. And it was when Bay News 9, this is going back a ways, when they were just starting their on-demand, not what you would just watch on cable, but they were starting to see that people would watch things on their own time. And I remember the woman that was in charge of on-demand told me after a year that the Chris Jericho thing that I did was by far got the most clicks and watch watches and I have all the things they did. They had some other, had some heavy stuff, some really detailed news stories and series and all kinds of stuff. And my thing was like two minutes over near big cat rescue sitting down with Jericho. And I put in Fozzie and I was like, all right, if I can get, so I've been trying to, I emailed him, but he gets, we'll see. That's, that's my, uh, that's one of my bucket list, him and Hulk Hogan to get him here on the rock stops here. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, I tell you what, that's about it today. Anything else here? Um, no, I think that's about it. That's about it. We're rolling now. We're rolling through this NFL season. Are we not? Oh my God. Can you slow down the clock? Slow down the clock. Are you, are you going to be doing any kind of shopping? Do you do all your shopping on Amazon? Do you even go to any stores? So best of luck to you. I really, best of luck to you if you're dealing with the crowds. And oh boy, oh boy. All right. Hey, we're healthy, right? And if you're not, let me send out some healing vibes to you. That's the number one thing. Number one thing. All right. I will talk to you next week. Same time. A new episode always drops on Tuesday mornings, like three o'clock in the morning. All right, the new rock stops here. We'll see. I got something in the can, working on something. So I'm trying to diversify, uh, change it up a little bit, right? All right, let's, uh, thanks for hanging with me, man. I really appreciate it. All right, and I'll talk to you next week on the rock stops here. Have a good one. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.